Mishnah's Megillah, Perik Gimel, Mishnah Dalid. Rosh Chodesh Adar, the first day of Adar. Shachalihi os b'Shabbos, that occurs on Shabbos. So we're holding two weeks before Purim, basically, and six weeks before Pesach. Korin b'Parshas Shkolem. We read Parshas Shkolem. You see, Shkolem is the Mitzvah Torah, the beginning of Kisisa, to take a certain amount of money from Klal Yisrael. Everyone has to give, and they use that money to buy karbonos for the new year, karbonos tzibor, for the coming year. The fiscal year uh, was basically from Pesach to Pesach. So, on Parshas, on Rosh Chodesh Ador, we start Talk, we start reading Parsha Shkolim to remind ourselves that Pesach is coming up in the time of the Basin of English. This is what we did. Chalios Pesach Shabbos. If it falls out during the week, when it says Shabbos, sometimes Shabbos can mean the day Shabbos. Shabbos calls to mean the week. Shabbos calls to mean the year of Shemitah. But in this case, it means the week. So when do you read Parsha Shkolim? Magdim Avar. You don't read it the following week. So Rosh Chodesh comes out in the middle of the week, Tuesday, Wednesday, whatever. Instead of pushing Parsha Shkolem to the following week, you read Parsha Shkolem the week beforehand. And then, and you stop reading for the next Shabbos. You don't read anything. You just read the regular weekday, regular weekly Parsha. And Bishnia, then the Shabbos after that, which would be the second Shabbos in Adar, that's when you read Zachar. Because Zachar always has to be before Purim. Because Purim, our grand enemy, was Amalek. And that is Zachar. Haman is Amalek. Haman Agagi. Agag was a descendant of, of Amalek. So he was the uh, he, he was our antagonist. We have to read about him before Purim. The reason why you read, by the way, Parshish Kalim the week before instead of the week after, even though you do have time, you could read it the week after, is because the mitzvah of starting to collect the shkolem begins from Rosh Adar. So if you read it afterwards, you've already bypassed the mitzvah, the start of the mitzvah. So you have no choice, because Rosh Chodesh is not a, a fallout on Shabbos. You go from before. Okay. Bishlishi, on the third special Shabbos, leading up to Pesach, Paraduma. You read about the Paraduma. Paraduma is in the beginning of Chukas. That's the red heifer. The red heifer is used for what? Anybody know what the red heifer is used for? Purification. Mm -hmm. Exactly, Mr. Vask. For purification. The purification specifically for a touching a dead body. So a person needs to, um, it's a ceremony between the third, the third and the seventh day, <coughs> the person has to have the the um, ashes of the paraduma sprinkled in him or her, and it's got to be mixed with water, and that purifies an individual. One cannot bring or be part of any group that is eating the carbon pesach if a person is tame mace, is impure, having come in contact with a dead body. So, yes, it is possible that a person would come in contact in the week before Pesach. Let's say somebody passes away and you're part of the Chavra Kedisha. In that case, you have something called a Pesach Sheni. You have a makeup, carbon Pesach, an, an ER, that you're allowed to shecht and eat the carbon Pesach Sheni. However, the carbon Pesach Rishon can only be for people who are pure. 
Urban Pesach is very important. Um, and it's so important that the Torah says that it's one of only two positive commandments. That if a person does not do it, his punishment is karis, which means spiritually being cut off from the Jewish people. Anybody know what the other positive commandment is? Negative commandments, you have plenty. But positive commandments, there's only two of them. There are only two. That if a person does these two, he's spiritually cut off. He gets the punishment of kares. So not eating the carbon Pesach is one. The second is one bris? is? Bris? Barry is completely correct once again. Okay, you can get what's behind the closed door behind me. What, 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 was, the, what was the answer? A bris. Barry will say it again. A bris. A bris. Yes. If a person... If his, if his father does not circumcise him and he grows to adulthood at 13 years old and does not get a circumcision, goes through his life that way, then he, there's there's a key of kares, responsibility of kares. Now, if a person's sick, it's a different story. If a person is well, then there is a key of kares. Well, yeah, but look at the kids that were born in Russia. Oh, yeah. They could not have a bris. I did. I knew, I knew someone that had a bris when he was uh, 17, 18 years old. I, well, I knew in, a man in the beginning that... of my, Charlie, in the beginning of my Mohel career, before I started doing children, I trained to do adults. And I did many Russians or Ukrainians that come to Israel with a team of Mohelim to circumcise them because they weren't circumcised in Russia. There was no bris meal in Russia. You're right. I did it for uh, over a year. I did. Uh, I, I assisted doing uh, bris milos. That's why I learned how to do do, do bris in the first place on on adults. So I learned to to um, to uh, to uh, give anesthesia, to do stitches, to cauterize, to clamp off wounds like that. And afterwards, I moved into children. Yeah. So yeah, you're right, Baruch Hashem. But many people. Um, did get a, a bris milah, Baruch Hashem, when they came from the uh, former Soviet Union. So but anyway, once, once these people have a bris milah, then they're all set, even if they're older? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. yeah. You've already taken care of what you can take care of. People in Russia couldn't get a bris milah. It was forbidden, and uh, it, was, it was punishable by being sent to Siberia. There was an American moel by the name of Harry Bronstein, very well known. He had an organization called Altidum. He's not alive any longer, but he selflessly went to Russia and risked his life to do circumcision on many Jews there. Eventually, the Russians caught on and did not permit him to enter the country any longer. But that's what he, uh, that's what he did. Anyway, let's see further. Veravi, on the fourth Shabbos, which would be uh, the Shabbos of Rosh Chodesh, HaChodesh you start to read the Pasuk, Rosh which is talks about, about, about Pesach. This is a reminder, Pesach is coming up. In just a couple of weeks, there's going to be Pesach. you got to get your house in order, get your matzahs, your supplies, everything in. Now, Machamishi, on the Shabbos after that, you continue reading like you do the weekly Torah portion, whatever it was. Um, well, we always read the weekly Torah portion, but you continue reading the Haftarah of whatever. This is all the Haftarah. You don't read these parshios for the for the parsha, but you read them for the not the Haftarah for the Maftir. I mean, you read them for the Maftir. 
<coughs> so you read the weekly Torah portion, and then you read the Maftir, either Shkalim, Zachor, or Para, or Parsha Zachodesh, depending where you're holding. And the Torah would correspond accordingly. However, on the fifth week, the week after Parsha Zachodesh, you go back to reading the Maftir of the weekly Torah portion. Then the Gemara says, Lakol Mafsikim. Every Parsha you is pushed aside for something that is pertinent, that's happening uh, right then and there. For example, Rosh Chodashim. If Rosh Chodesh falls out, then you don't read the Maftir of the weekly Torah portion instead. You read the Maftir pertaining to Rosh Chodesh. Hanukkah also. Or B'Purim, Hanukkah and Purim, you read the Maftir pertinent to Hanukkah and Purim. B'Tainus, if there is a fast day, Uva Mamados, which is also like a fast day, um, you read the portion which is corresponds to the Tainus. So on Hanukkah um, and on Purim, you don't read during the during the during Hanukkah and Purim. You don't read the weekly Torah portion. Instead, you read Hanukkah. You read Purim. So the whole week long of Hanukkah, you know, Hanukkah you have the weekly Torah portion. It's usually Mikates, um, but but uh, not this year. It wasn't Mikates, but usually it's Mikates, and the. And you read the Maftir having to do with Hanukkah. But, but Hanukkah during the week, you read Hanukkah, you read about, about Hanukkah during the weekly laning. Purim also. You're going to read during the weekly laning, you're going to read about Purim. Tainus, you're going to read Vayichal, which is what we read on a Tainus, a special laning, and also on Mamados. Um, now, Ubiyoma Kippurim, Mamados has to do with the fact that Klai Yisrael gathered together and said... Uh, there were different there were different days in which people from Klai Yisrael would spend their time uh, davening when the kabbalas were being brought. So they also had a special laning, and that laning was the weekly was was laning pertinent to the mamadas. The Tainus talks about it. Mishnah Tainus talks about it, but not the weekly Torah portion. Over Yom Kippurim and Yom Kippur that falls out also takes precedence over Shabbos. Or if it falls out during the week, you're going to read the the, the laning having to do with Yom Kippur. So that finishes Mishnah number Dalid. Let's take a look at Mishnah number Hey. Okay. But Pesach. On Pesach. What do you read on Pesach? Korin Parshas Moados Shal Torahs Kohanim. In Torahs Kohanim Vayikram, there is a section having to do with with the carbonos that are brought, or the, or the Yom Tovim actually, that are brought during the during the various Yom Tovim. So the pasuk, uh, so we read on Pesach. We read Koran b'parshas Moados shall 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 Taras Konim. We read Sharokas of Oez. We read Batzeres on Shavuos. We read Shiva Shavuos. We read about the seven weeks that we have to count. Up until which culminates in the Yom Tov Shuas. Rosh Hashanah. What do we read in Rosh Hashanah? We read the portion of the Torah that says, "Bachodesh Ashvi" in the seventh month, "Be'echel Chodesh" the first day of the month. Yom Kippurim and Yom Kippur, we read Achremos. We read about the Yom Kippur service in Parshas Achremos. Okay, so that's pretty logical on Pesach and Shuas and Sukkot. And on Yom Kippur, we read 
and Rosh Hashanah Yom Kippur, we read about the part of the Torah that commands us about these Yom Tovim. Okay. Yom Tov Harishon Shalchag. On the first day of Sukkot, Korin Beparshas Moados. You read on all, we have discussed Pesach, Shavuos, Rosh Hashanah Yom Kippur, and now we're talking about Sukkot. The first day of Sukkot, we read Parshas Moados Shabbatoras Kohenim. You read about all the Yom Tovim, including Sukkot, in Vayikra. And all the other days of the Chag, Bikarbanos Chag. The rest of the days you read about the Karbanos that were brought during Sukkot. There was a huge amount of Karbanos brought during Sukkot, 70 all told. So we read about that during the rest of the days of Sukkot. Okay, so that's just the Mishnah number A. Let's learn Mishnah number Vav. And we could end the parak. We'll try and end the parak. The last Mishnah. The Chanukah, what do you read during the week of Chanukah? You read Benesim. Benesim for the Chanukah's HaMizbeah, Chanukah's Mishkan. they brought the the um, the uh, I'm sorry. They brought the um, different karbonos to dedicate the mizbeach and the the uh, nesiim. We read on Hanukkah all the nesiim. We start off with the first nasi, and on the last day, even though there were twelve nesiim, on the last day of Hanukkah, we read more. It's an extra reading, and we we read that during each day of Hanukkah. What do we read on Purim? No surprise. We read Vayavo Amalek. We read about the battle that Amalek instigated with us after we received the Torah. And Moshe sent Yeshua out to do battle while Moshe himself went up onto a mountain, lifted up his hands. Aaron and Chor supported Moshe's hands. And that was an expression of prayer to show us that when we engage in war, we need to ask for the assistance of Hashem because without Hashem's assistance, we will not win. Rosh Chodesh, what are we reading Rosh Chodesh? Rosh Chodesh, I'm sorry, on, on all Rosh Chodeshes, we read, the carbon that we bring on Rosh Chodesh, or the carbonos that we bring on Rosh Chodesh, the sacrifices that we bring on Rosh Chodesh. Bimamados, Mamados were, like we said, the, the times when members of Klaus were davening during the week. Uh, corresponding to the Karbanos. So you read, each one of the days of the week, you read another one of the, the first day you read uh, what, what Hashem created on the first day, the second day, on the second day, etc. Bitainios, on a tainus, if we were going to um, call a separate tainus, then on, uh, uh, because there's a lack of rain, so we read, Brachos and Klalos. We read the blessings that Hashem gives us if we follow the Torah and the curses that Hashem gives us when we do not follow the Torah. This is not just during the Tainios, but when Parashas Bechukosai, which has in what's called the Tochacha, which is the part of the Torah that Hashem, it's very frightening that Hashem says, this is what will happen if we do not follow the precepts of the Torah. It's also repeated in Parshas Ki Savo, not quite repeated, but it's similar in Parshas Ki Savo. The 
um, we, we give one person aliyah, even though during laning, you're allowed to make a hapsaka. If you have many people in shul that need to get a, an aliyah, you don't have to just give seven aliyahs, you can give more. But during the kalalos, we don't stop. One person is given the aliyah, and that's it. One person reads all of it. It says in the Mishnah, one person reads all of it. It means in the time of Chazal, everyone knew all of the Torah. So when you were called for an aliyah, you didn't have somebody else reading the Torah for you. You read the Torah yourself. So it says one person would get up, take the aliyah, and read it all. Today, we don't we don't do that any longer. We have a shliach tzibur. We have a balkori, somebody who's, who's reading the Torah for us. But one person gets an aliyah, and you don't stop. You don't pause in the middle. On Mondays, Thursdays, and on Shabbos Mincha, Kori Kasidram, we normally read, unless it's a special day, but during the rest of the year, we read what we would read on Shabbos. We read the first aliyah, basically, sometimes a little bit more, of what we read during the week. So, for example, this week's Parsha is going to be Bo. So this morning, we read the beginning of Bo. We'll do that again on Thursday. We'll repeat over the same aliyah. We did the same thing on Shabbos Mincha. We read the coming parsha, even though last Shabbos was Be'era, we read Mincha time, the coming parsha, we read Bo. That's what means Karakasidron. The own ain't Olahem in Acheshben. It doesn't count for Shabbos, meaning because we already read basically Tulshanim uh, during the week, three times even, you cannot reduce the amount of laning that we do on Shabbos. We don't start on Shabbos from Shani. We begin from the beginning. And then this Shenemar goes back on what we said before him, that each Yom Tov we read having to do with the Yom Tov. Shenemar, as it says, Moshe spoke about the holidays of Hashem to B'nai Yisrael. What does it mean Moshe spoke about the holidays of Hashem to B'nai Yisrael? Well, he shouldn't have said that, passing. should have just said that. Moshe told over the, uh, Moshe spoke to Klai Yisrael, like, like normally, the Torah is telling you, Moshe spoke about the Moadi Hashem of B'nai Yisrael, meaning mitzvah it is a mitzvah, in each one season, Pesach, Shavuot, Sukkot, Rosh Hashanah, even, you're supposed to read about the Yom Tov in its proper time. So, as Mo'adi Hashem means that you read, as Rashi points out, you read from here that you, you uh, about the Yom Tov in its time, and not only that, Rashi points out from here, we also know that during the time of Yom Tov, we ask questions, we discuss the halachas of the Yom Tov. In those days, the Rabbanim used to give drashos in shul, and they would begin to, a month before in the ready, they would begin to, to focus their drasha on the Yom Tov that was coming up, encouraging questions and taking care of any issues that people may have. And on Yom Tov, you're supposed to discuss the laws of the Yom Tov or things about the Yom Tov. So, we Baruch Hashem finished the third parak of Megillah, parak B'nai Ir. And now we move on next week, Mr. Shem, to the fourth parak, which only has in it nine or, no, it has ten Mishnayos. We can finish it in three weeks. So we'll pause here, Be'ez Hashem. And we'll Thank you, Rabbi.
And thank you for coming.